0: Thank you guys for listening to these ads. I got just a few more to go, and then we'll get into this episode, I promise. So first, let me tell you about the grow guru. If you've ever wanted to grow your own medical cannabis and you're just not sure where to begin, hit up my boy Kalei and he can be your guide on your journey from seed to cultivation and set you up for success another added bonuses you can get away from those overpriced dispensaries and those shady black market deals that never really felt comfortable to begin with right if you want to check him out you can check out our second sponsor which is oahu garden supply they got everything from locally produced nutrients to locally produced soil and everything in between They are located at 94-150 leo leo street in beautiful waipahu hawaii go stop by and let them know voices from the planet sent you next we got my good homie bong of pakalolo seed molokai once you've gotten everything you need to know from the guru you can hit up Pakalolo Seed Moloka'i to expand your genetics. If you want to try a variety of different strains, you can find their seeds on the Attitude Seed Bank or Purisativa.com. And last but not least, we got my longtime homie and good, good friend, Jerry, aka Miko Ferrari, over at Retro Hawaii. Picking up and finding all the obscure and vintage styles from Hawaii. So if you're into that kind of shit, go check him out on Instagram. And I guarantee he's got something you like. You know, he's been posting a bunch of throwback University of Hawaii Rainbows gear, which is hard to find now because nobody wanted to be known as the Rainbows. But anyway, fucking thank you very much to our sponsors please do go check them out and let them know voices from the planet sent you all right that's it for now here comes the episode love you guys peace Voices from the planet. I'm your host, Eric. Just Eric for this podcast. Um, on the other podcasts I do, I requested that I be referred to as Uncle Eric from now on. <clears throat> but on this podcast, you can just call me Eric. Welcome back. Thank you guys for joining me again for another episode. Um Crazy. I don't know what to fucking talk about. Um, been thinking about doing this podcast. Obviously, been wondering what I was gonna talk about. Yet, never really came across anything. I mean, I did want to talk about Chinese spy balloons, and apparently, there are UFOs now because technically, we don't know what they are, so they're calling them UFOs. There's a gigantic freight train tanker spill. In Ohio, that's spewing toxic gas into the air, which could, or no, it spilled, and they tried to mitigate the spill by burning it, which released it in smoke into the air, which could mix with rain and become acid rain. Fucking that's happening. Um, There's legislation in Hawaii here that'll affect... Cannabis farmers and consumers as well, patients. So much. That's like three things. But it feels like a lot. I mean, and I also have my day job. Um My wife has returned to work from her maternity leave. Which I keep telling her she needs to ask for an extra two weeks or something because... The first two weeks of maternity leave, she basically worked from home. Um, She went back to work today. Half days for now until we can get our daughter into daycare. There's bad weather now. It's supposed to be some kind of crazy storm. I'm up here in Auntie's garage up in the mountains. So it's probably going to hit here bad, but it hasn't happened yet. But it's supposed to be today. I know you guys come to Voices from the Planet for all your weather updates. And um, now we're going to kick it on over to Eric for the traffic. Traffic fucking sucks in Hawaii every day. I was talking to Kalei earlier, and he um, was coming back from the airport around Hawaii. Pauhana rush hour traffic. And... I'm sorry, my friend, but you get zero sympathy from me as someone who drives in traffic both ways to and from town every day. Uphill, in the snow, with no shoes. Like, I don't want to (laughs) hear about you had to sit in traffic from the airport to to your house. That's fucking nothing. I go from Ever Beach. To town every day and then back from town to EVA Beach. Granted, I use the zipper lane and the actual commute time isn't that bad in the mornings. But I gotta wake up early as fuck to be able to accomplish that. I I could wake up later and leave later, but then I'm gonna be in traffic for two fucking hours. And if I leave earlier, <clears throat> saves me fucking like an hour and a half almost. Hour 20 minutes. So that's one we all suffer through. And wake up early in the morning, get ready, beat the traffic in. So I guess as I'm sitting here complaining about morning traffic, I really don't experience it too often. However, in Hawaii, if one little fucking thing goes wrong on the freeway or anywhere, everything is all fucked up for the rest of the morning. So if somebody fucking isn't on their game at five in the morning and they fuck it up for every excuse me. Fuck it up for everybody, then we're all stuck in traffic pretty much no matter what time you leave. But traffic in the afternoons, coming home in the evenings and shit always bad. It's almost worth sometimes just hanging back in town and letting it die down. Um, that's your traffic tip of the podcast. you don't have to come back west between the hours of 3 to 6 o'clock, just wait till like 6.15. You should be good to go. <clears throat> I feel like I'm finally coming down with this sickness that my kids have had for the past fucking week. Past two fucking weeks, pretty much, almost. This whole past week was like the first. Well, this is the week they went back to school, finally. But the week before that, they were out all week. All fucked up. Not COVID again. Because we got that fucking super immunity, bitch. But they were pretty wrecked, so I stayed home from school for a weekend. It's so fucked up because as much as I want them to stay home and rest and get better, the longer they're out from school, the more their makeup classwork piles up. And I give them a lot of fucking work. It's like, holy shit. I don't know how you expect them to do all this while they're sick or over the weekend before they come back. Like, so much a week's worth of classwork in the weekend. It's crazy. My youngest son oftentimes isn't able to complete his classwork in class, so he brings it home. And he's in fucking kindergarten. I don't know who else is fucking vintage 1982 like myself, but I don't remember having that much homework in kindergarten. They got shit like multiple things every fucking day. Jesus, teachers, leave these kids alone. Anyway. But I'm starting to feel like, it's actually today at work, I felt like, okay, my body's starting to feel it. My throat's starting to feel a little scratchy. I'll be sure to sanitize this mic after this episode. But yeah, I really can't miss work. Um, Just kind of sucks. Everything's busy. Everyone's always fucking busy. Life does not stop and wait for you, except when you get COVID, then they kind of got to you because... You're, People don't want you fucking doing anything. Yeah, I don't want to be sick. Nobody wants to be sick, obviously. But because I was so wrecked for COVID for like 10 days, I feel bad about being sick again within such proximity of me just getting over COVID. I noticed on the last episode, you can hear that. But for those of you who are wondering, the baby is doing great. My wife is still doing great. I'm hoping she's not starting to feel sick. Because at this point, we were like, we can't be away from our kids if they're sick. We can't, like, quarantine them. They're fucking eight and five. So they're all over us. They're all over the baby. I'm just hoping that nobody else starts to feel fucking sick and hopefully this thing passes quickly. This weather doesn't help with it cold and shit. Like it's been fucking windy, but I fucking like the gloomy, gray weather. I don't want it all the time. Like I don't want to move to Seattle and be constantly under a gray sky but first world problem And it sounds it's going to be weird complaining about it but it's fucking hot in Hawaii <laughs> and um it's a nice cool day every once in a while is much appreciated and today was such a day and it was fucking nice it's nice to get in your car when it's been sitting in the parking lot uncovered all day and it's not like 200 fucking degrees in there. But I got my AC fixed in my van, so even if it was, I can uh, take care of that shit pretty quickly. Because I am on my shit now. Getting everything fixed up. We got, we're gonna get my wife's truck raised. Because she's fucking one hammer. That's why she needs one lifted truck. But that's her. That's was her birthday, anniversary, Christmas push present. All these things that would normally warrant gifts. Um, that's all rolled it rolled up into one fat ass fucking present. And so soon she's gonna be rolling around a big ass Dodge Ram 1500 crew cab, son. so weird like she's into big trucks and like wants her lifted truck and all that shit and i'm like finding out ways how i can mod out and pimp out my minivan because for one i do like the convenience of a minivan i've said it a million times and i don't know there's like a lot of cool things you can do with a minivan as far as like add-ons and like roof racks and I don't know, other things, but. Minivan for life, son. I'm going to turn my minivan into a minivan Batmobile. Make it at least, (laughs) I was going to say, make it look cool, but in my mind, as I was thinking of saying that, the other voice in my head was saying, dude, minivans aren't fucking cool. There's no way. Tesla, I'm still waiting. If Tesla ever makes a minivan, I'm fucking all over it. And I know people might argue and say the whatever type with the fucking go wings and shit, the Tesla wing doors. Like, yeah, that's cool and all, but like, I don't know if those are as compact and as convenient as a sliding door. And I'm not much of a car guy. So that's why I really don't care. I like that my minivan has sliding doors on both sides. It's easy to load in and load shit out. It's a lot of cargo room if you need to move a bunch of shit. Um, but if I had to come up with like my ultimate dream car, it wouldn't even be something like a Lamborghini or something flashy because, like, I got kids, man. I can't have, like, a two-seater. What am I going to do? Oh, I got to take all three to I trampoline. So, with that in mind, it would be a Ford Flex just because I like the shape of it. It looks like kind of like a station wagon on steroids. But, if this, is, and this is if I had the money to do this type of thing, I would get a Ford Flex and I would fucking convert it to have minivan doors on the back and I'd be good to go that's all I want like that was like one of the first I don't know it's SUV looking but it's like not like high or, or you know what I mean it doesn't look like it's raised up so it's not like all terrain or for off-roading but it may be 4x4 I don't really know too much about it again I'm not a fucking car guy i just seen it and I like the way it fucking looks I like the way that looks I like the way fucking sliding doors work on minivans. So my perfect dream car in a if I could have it with whatever I wanted that's what I would get. And maybe it's possible, maybe like some car fabricators could securely swap out the back doors of a Ford Flex for like a Sienna sliding door or something or whatever minivan. Maybe the closest thing to it is a dodge. Wait, does Ford Ford doesn't make a minivan? No, Ford doesn't. But Dodge Caravan, maybe closest thing? I don't know. There was the Super Bowl. Um they didn't watch it. Uh I don't even know who was in it. But congratulations to all the millions of players out there who were participating in the game from the comforts of your living room or neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings uh, supporting your fellow teammates behind the uh, fourth wall. I never really got, like, in. I was never into fucking sports. Like, I played sports when I was young, kind of not, like, Of my own free will. My dad was coaching soccer. And so I played soccer. And I played baseball and basketball. And I did like karate when I was real young. But I don't know. I just. I always feel like no matter what I'm doing. I'd rather be doing something else. I don't know. So I didn't really. Like take it serious. It wasn't like. I was in it to win it. Just kind of doing it. Because I felt I had to. Which is cool now as a parent to see the other end of that, where we're not forcing our kids to do any particular sport or extracurricular. I mean, maybe we force them to do ukulele, but other than that, like everything else, they do. They want to do it. Basketball. He wanted to. Erickson wanted to do ukulele at first, but some there's just some days he doesn't feel like going. But we all have days like that. I mean, I feel like that fucking. <coughs> days out of the week usually is. I don't want to fucking do the shit I got to do, but sometimes you fucking commit to shit. You got to fucking do it, right? It's part of being a man. So he goes to ukulele and like, I want them to do it because they enjoy it. And then that I think adds to the longevity of them continuing to do it because they're not doing it because somebody's telling them they're doing it because they want to. It's like speed cubing. He wants to learn how to do a Rubik's Cube. My eight-year-old knows how to solve a Rubik's Cube. And now he just needs to work on doing it quickly. But to me, that's pretty fucking amazing. I know there's kids who can do it that are younger and all this shit and blah, blah, blah. But he's had a Rubik's Cube in some form or another. Whether he lost that and we got him another one. And he's just been playing with them and... Like, learning the different algorithms, because apparently there are algorithms, and that's not cheating. Knowing the patterns to help you solve it is not cheating. Um, Because it is, right, it's a pattern recognition puzzle-solving game. But that's fucking cool, and, like, I mean, as nerdy as that sounds, there is a possible way to make some form of income if you become... A great Rubik's cuber. I don't know. Or maybe it's just for fun, but still, whatever. Nerdy as fuck, but whatever. To each their own. I ain't gonna fault my kids for the shit that they get into because, I mean, I was into pogs. I was into wrestling. I was into, I mean, Ninja Turtles. Like, looking back now, these are all things that people think are cool now. But, I don't know. Like, back then, I guess they were like the trends, but we all are victims to fent trends and fa- fens. F- trends and fads If you haven't watched the episode, the recent episode of Everyone Knows You're High, we um, had a booth at the Cannabis Expo. Now I can genuinely say thank you to everybody who came and showed up and showed face and came by the booth and talked story a little bit or whatever. We smoked with you outside. People I met for the first time, it was a pleasure meeting you. It was a real cool event. Um, It's just scary for me just being out in public that publicly. I don't know. I get anxiety about that kind of shit. But, I mean, I'm doing it on the internet. But like I've said and explained before, the barrier of it not being immediate really helps. But going out there and doing these fucking... Interviews and asking people and talking to different vendors and shit. It gets me out of my comfort zone, but fuck, it's uncomfortable. I'd rather just talk to people I know for the most part and not have to like... I don't know. It takes effort to put yourself out there and meet new people. But that's how you're going to make friends, right? Like... All these... Like, don't talk to strangers. Like, how are you going to meet new people if you don't talk to strangers? Like, that's one of my problems is, like, I generally, like, don't like people. I just kind of want to be off to the side and talk to people I know. Like, once I've known you for a while and I get comfortable, then it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I'll be myself. But it's, like, new people and, like, a ton of new people edibles fucking really help. Shout out to Pakalolo Seed Molokai for helping in that department. That was a real good fucking event. Um, There should be a video of that coming out at some point. So you guys should go subscribe to Everyone Knows Your High. So you guys can be fucking alerted when that comes out you should follow us on instagram too me too come on if you just happen to come across this how crazy is that i'm talking specifically to you dustin the chances of you finding this podcast making it to this point in the podcast like it must be fate dustin so subscribe and at least tell 11 of your friends And then ask them to tell their moms. And then their moms will tell the dudes they're fucking. And then like we can fucking grow this podcast. There's got to be a strategy there somewhere. Dustin, are you going to help me out or what? You're all the way over there. I'm all the way over here. But somehow we found each other and don't deny the fact that I'm talking directly into the camera now, looking right at you, Dustin. Leave a comment. Tell me what city you're in so I know where to send my positive energy. (laughs) balloon Chinese spy balloon like I love it I love nowadays that I don't have to be one of the first ones to be like conspiracy theory Joe coming up with like theories for all these things like the spy the Chinese weather balloon spy balloon whatever the fuck it's like everybody is so hip to conspiracy theories now that it's like That's all you fucking hear. It's all this shit. And apparently we're going to be going to war with fucking China soon. Because a weather balloon flew into American airspace over like Montana. And the U.S. government was slow rolling to fucking take care of it. And did nothing and did nothing and did nothing. Until they got over like the Atlantic Ocean and then they finally shot it down because apparently they wanted to be able to gather information from it because they thought it was gathering data. So they wanted to see what data it was gathering, like wind patterns, perhaps, or like baromic pressure in the atmosphere. But it is weird. I mean, how many of those are there actually? And then they're saying like, well, there was like ones earlier and then now there's like 15 or whatever. And now they're calling them UFOs because nobody knows what they are. And if you can't identify it and it's flying and it's an object, then it's technically a UFO. I think I heard somebody yelling outside. What the fuck? What kind of neighborhood is this? Somebody came in. Who'd that be? What time is it? Oh, it was so early. But, um, so yeah, they shot it down. Now they're trying to collect it and they're saying, like, oh, if anybody finds any debris that fucking washes up on shore, make sure you, uh, call your local authorities and turn it in. <sighs> the spy game is fucking so next level that we have like no clue and like even like what our governments do like is this like a legit false flag where it's like oh that's actually an american balloon you're saying it and they're just saying it's a chinese balloon so they can blame china for something to antagonize china to like ah, to retaliate i don't know it's like how many steps ahead or behind are we in the plot as it's playing out in front of our eyes, and being told one thing, and then you got this fucking train that crashed and like spilled a bunch of shit, I don't know the technical, I I don't know the names of the fucking chemicals that spilled, but apparently they're bad, and then the hazmat crews or whoever decided, maybe it was FEMA, whoever, I don't know, seems like that would be maybe the right people, but whoever they were thought it would be a good idea to, like, burn it in case the tankers exploded. And then, now these plumes of toxic smoke are going up into the sky, being spread around Ohio and, like, West Virginia and Pennsylvania. We have family in Youngstown and Canton or Cansfield. Canfield, Ohio, which today I looked to just to see how far it is. I didn't look how many miles it was, but I saw the distance and it's closer to the fucking East Palestine. That's what the place is called where this is happening. Bear in mind, East Palestine is where this happened, is closer to Youngstown. Then Youngstown is to Cleveland. I mean. It's not that far. From mainland scale. But. We haven't heard anything from anybody who lives there. Maybe the wind's blowing in the other direction. But the real fear is that. This shit goes up into the air. And into the clouds. Mixes with this storm. And rains down and gets on people's shit. And gets into rivers. I think. I heard on Tim Pool that they're saying there's people already reporting, like, mass die-offs of their chickens and, like, fish in their chicken coops and in their rivers and shit. So there's definitely an environmental effect still. It's not like burning it solved the fucking problem. In fact, it could have made it worse. And there's this guy. His name is Luke. I don't know, Rodkowski, Radowski from We Are Change. Um, he used to be on the Tim Pool TRL, Tim Pool IRL podcast. But um he had posted about it a few days ago about how like the mainstream media isn't even covering it or talking about it. Which is weird because most of like the independent news. Places that I do end up listening to the podcasts or whatever, the YouTubes and shit, they are talking about it. So when people say, like, they're not talking about this, like, I'm like, what? But I got to remember, like, talking about, like, the mainstream media. But, you know, it showed he had pictures of, like, the plume and the black clouds in the sky and all that shit. And I made a comment, like, this is just like that fucking movie White Noise. And if you've been in the conspiracy game for a while, not a game, if you've been like paying attention, you know that whoever these shadowy entities are that pull off these types of events, they have this r- karmic rule where they gotta tell you what they're gonna do to you. And if you fucking don't say no, then by all means, they're free of karmic. Uh, repercussions so they show it to us in movies and TV shows and tell you this look at this and like your consent by watching that movie on Netflix or going to buy that movie ticket or supporting that fucking music festival that's your you consenting to these future acts It's demonic and it's satanic, but it's karmic at its base because if they fucking tell you, and like, if like, if they tell you, I'm gonna fucking punch you in the face and you do nothing about it, and then they punch you in the face, that's your fault. That's what they think. It's still a dick move, yes, but in the universal scheme of things, these people believe that they have no, there's no car negative karma attached to that for them because fuck, they told you you had every opportunity to do something or avoid it or whatever so they put it in the media and they put it in our entertainment so this movie white noise is basically that um, starring adam driver and some lady and some kids and basically a train crashes a plume of toxic gas is going on and it's like this confusion of not knowing what's the fucking deal evacuating and it follows this family. It's not like a horror movie or anything like that. But it has some comedic moments. Because I did watch it. So I, apparently I fucking consented to. But. Yeah that's basically the premise of the movie. And it's like. What are they not telling us? How bad is it really? Like what are they doing to make it better? And is that actually fucking making it better? And now this shit's happening. That movie came out like, last year. 2022 maybe. Maybe 2021. But it wasn't long ago. It was very recent. And I feel like it happens all the fucking time. And who knows how long down the line the payoff or the the action that they take based on the forewarning or telling you of what they're going to do actually happens. Could be a year. Could be fucking 20, 30 years. But eventually, maybe the longer the better, then you don't even remember. Because there were things that people point to that kind of, if you're paying attention and you noticed it, and not everybody, nobody did, nobody noticed it. Because that's how good they are. Everything, hindsight is 2020. It's always easy to look back and be like, oh, there it is. But there was warnings and about 9-11 and all these different things. And... They go ahead with it and like, face no consequences. So let that be a lesson to you. Like Know what the fuck you're watching. Know what you're getting into. Because you may be consenting to an act taken against you. That the person will have no consequences down the line. I mean, sometimes in the universe, at least you can rely on karma. Like, fuck, everybody has karma. there. Everybody, what goes around, comes around. And everybody gets what they get in the end. But these motherfuckers have found a way to skirt that, apparently, and, like, that's fine, I guess. All that to say, I mean, if you do believe in karma... What else is new? What else is fun to talk about right now? The fucking legislation. Hawaii House Bill. Was it 1217? And House Bill 669, I think it is. But 1217 would limit the number of plants allowed at a grow site to five. Right now, there's no limit makes it illegal to manufacture any products not sold or have it makes any products manufactured not from a di- and not from a dispensary illegal compensation for caregiving is now illegal would be illegal and there's some other things but so that's like a big one that people are opposing i don't know if it's tied to or independent from HB669 or 699. But that's the fucking rec one that would make it legal for adult use and would allow for more 21 and over dispensaries, not medical. And I can see how there would be people who are for that bill because Like, uh, public, the public, because this allows, opens up, like, the cannabis industry in Hawaii, finally. Um, But 1217, the only people who really are supporting that bill are the dispensaries, because what that bill does is it limits all these independent co-ops and, like, caregiver farmers where a patient can designate their site as their care as their caregiver they do all the growing all that shit and just hand in their product at the end of the harvest and that's been a system that has been working and now because we do have medical dispensaries it seems as if the lobbyists on the side of these uh, the side of these dispensaries are trying to affect and change legislation that would. Make it so that patients would only be able to, or make it so that it's more convenient for them. It's like, you know, it puts the farmers and the growers at a disadvantage because now they're limited of how many plants they're able to have at one site. You know, now they got to maybe manage multiple sites. I don't know what the thing is, but. So a lot of the people that have been on Everyone Knows Your High, friends of that podcast, and friends of mine even are opposed to 1217. But we also have friends in the cannabis industry who are for that one because they work and, you know, are very supportive of the dispensaries. So people are faced with a choice, you know, they're receiving testimony now and it's, you know, a lot of recognizable faces up there giving their testimony. And me being the person that I am, I... We'll let them do that all day long. I mean, you're not gonna find me up there, wasting my breath. Essentially, I mean, I'm I'm saying wasting my breath. They're not wasting their breaths, but I would be wasting my breath to go up there and tell them why they shouldn't do it. I have no facts. All I have is like the fact that it sounds like bullshit. and You probably shouldn't do it. Or I best leave it to a vote. But like, I'm interested to see what happens with that um, 669 bill because I mean, for the longest time I would have loved to have seen open cannabis here in Hawaii, like how California, like when I went to California, they exp- I went to one dispensary and the experience I had there was good. So I'd like to ex- see and what that's a, more about what, I'd like to see more what that's about. Uh, you know what I'm saying, but. Yeah, I don't know. The thing is. Even if dispensaries start popping up here and. Everyone in their auntie can just walk in and. Pick up weed and edibles and all this types of shit like. I think a lot of the actual patients who legitimately view this as a medicine will continue to utilize their growers or growing their own for that matter. And that's why that 1217 is shitty because they're going to be limited in the access to their medicine. Because if you really believe that cannabis is a medicine and you use it as such, You're not going to just go in to this wreck dispensary and just buy up shit. You know what I mean? I mean, I think they wouldn't. But me, personally, I prefer the transaction of the patient-to-patient transfer transaction where I know growers who are growing clean, good shit. And they are caregivers, and I can give them my card if I wanted to even, but we're completely within compliance to be able to transfer medicine and me compensating them for their efforts. And that would go away, and that sucks. That's bullshit. I like that. I like that. But I also, from time to time, pop into the dispensary Because they have things there that I really do like that I can't get from my caregiver. Like the spray. like That shit is fucking bomb. I like that. And I know that opening up the rec market would open up for the variety of THC products that exist Out there in the world. And that's something that I look forward to. Like for sure. All day. Fuck I hear heavy footsteps coming down. It's weird. I don't want to be like mid sentence when somebody comes in. So I'm just going to stop and look at the door. anyway What is it like the 5th time I've lit this thing I wish it would stay lit longer That's not a good sign I believe I think it's uh to refresh my weed that even though that jar looks like half full been, it's been that in that jar for quite some time. I'm not a heavy fucking bud smoker. Like I don't smoke a lot of flour, as they say, but um, big concentrates guy, usually. But there's not every once in a while. It's cool to sit back and kick it with a joint. Feels like a little more like classy and like. Not know. I like it from time to time. But on Everyone Knows Your High, it's like a lot, a lot, a lot. And in the beginning, I made that rule, like whatever Kalei rolls, I'm going to smoke it. So that's what I do there. Here I camp on one joint for 30 to 40 minutes. What's the rush? It's just me, right? I don't know what else to talk about, guys. I think that's pretty much it then. I didn't even finish this joint, this episode. What has become of me? What has become of me? It's probably because I'm sick. I don't think I finished that joint last episode either. (coughs) that one i don't know that could be whatever i'm getting could be the joint most times it's usually the weed that time i'm not for sure but i'll just finish this shit off then and tell you about the sponsor of the podcast the grow guru my dear friend and co-host of the hit podcast. Everyone knows you're high. For all your consulting need. If you ever. Wanted to grow your own medicine. You can hit up the grow guru on Instagram. I think it's the grow guru Hawaii. Um, and. Find out what you need to know. Find out what you're doing wrong. Find out what you're doing right. Um, And. Tap into his. Limitless depth of knowledge. And he also is the owner of Oahu Garden Supply in beautiful Waipahu. Be sure to check him out there. You can see him. He's there sometimes at the shop, so if you pop in at the right time you may catch a glimpse of the guru and be able to ask your question in person. And he's always down to talk story and just share and you know, he's fucking cool as fuck. So thank you to him for being a long-time sponsor and friend of this podcast and the star of Everyone Knows Your High, which I am lucky enough to host alongside the Guru, the the Grow Guru Hawaii. Check them out. Um, Our second sponsor is Pakalolo Seed Moloka'i. You can find their genetics on the Attitude Seed Bank and PureSativa.com. They're over there on the island of Molokai. Uh, they're growers and breeders, and they are making leaps and bounds in the like rare and like I don't know their genetics is fucking fire, as the kids say. So if you want, or if you're interested in growing what they got, go check them out on those websites and give them a follow on Instagram, Pakalolo Seed Molokai. And last but not least is Retro Hawaii, my boy Jerry, a.k.a. Miko Ferrari. He's been on the lookout for old school Hawaii t-shirts like Gotcha or like Bad Boy Club or even like Vintage University of Hawaii fucking memorabilia. Like he finds it and he sells it. Retro Hawaii on Instagram. His shop is located in his other shop, which is Campania Lures. So if you know who that or what that is, it's a fishing lure company. So he does that. And then he also does Retro Hawaii. But Retro Hawaii is the sponsor of this podcast. So be sure to check him out. But if you're a fisher and you're into that shit, uh, free plug for you, Miko. Um, And that's it. Thank you again for listening and watching thank you again for subscribing for liking for following all that good shit Uh, i really appreciate it i noticed since last time i got like three more subscribers so thank you guys for doing that um i don't know how to tell maybe i'll try to find out how i can know who it is and i'll shout you guys out but for now, just shout out to those three people who subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm up to 35 now, so things are looking up. And yeah. All right. Check you guys out next time. Love you guys. Peace.
1: Oh, if you prefer I will answer your prayers, so just be up for me. Because I will always be there, and please be careful to fill your heart up with care. And positivity will really follow you everywhere you go. Oh, my little brother. Oh, bless you, my sister. And I loves you, Mama. And I loves you, Papa. Oh, Sisip. If you're prayerful, John will answer so you care, so just be up food Cause I will always be there And please be careful To feel your heart up to care and a positive